holding at the end of Manor Shlishi in Eisein Gimels. And uh, he's talking about the way we understand the Agarets of Chazal. Chazal say things in the Gemara which seems to be incredible. Uh, not, not something we could understand realistically. So he's explaining why Chazal would do that. So we spoke last time about sometimes the Chazal say something as a marshal, we spoke sometimes Chazal say something as a way to emphasize a point. And now he gives another explanation of, of what Chazal what Chazal say. He says, we saw that even though the Chachamim went to the level of Levim, they could still uh, be aware of, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, some level of Ruchnius. And therefore they said they heard a Baskal, or that they, through something of a certain spiritual level, that they were, that they were able to hear or understand. And now he says, Therefore, if you have a Messiah from the land, this is what they saw, that's what they had. So we, we, we accept it from them. So it doesn't, just because something we haven't experienced, doesn't mean it's something which isn't real. Which is uh, an often in the Machalikas which people raise, especially in, not from people, when you try to convince them on the topic of Nevoah and things like that. So the answer is, well, we've never seen that, we've never felt that, we've never known experience it, so it can't be. It's uh, an answer that is, is, of course, you haven't experienced it because you aren't unable to experience it. The fact that a person doesn't have personal example, like experience of something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's like someone telling me that uh, they went to China and they saw the Great Wall of China. Well, I've never seen it. I think it exists. You've never seen it because you've never been there. So, same thing over here. The fact that we have people who we rely on and uh, telling us that at a certain stage, a certain level, they were aware of certain things. We can't argue with that. We haven't been there to see that they haven't experienced it. We aren't in the same place. Therefore, if we have a Messiah something, for people who say that they were at the place, they were able to experience it. So if we said that from them, it's like I said, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're not in the same position or we're not at the same level to be able to disagree with them, to say differently. What the Basra said, which the Chacham heard, only Sheikhrabti is crazy. So the question was, why would Hashem regret what he did? Only is like a notion of Tsar, that I, I'm in pain, I'm, I'm sad about the fact that he destroyed the vessel in English. Why would Hashem regret what he did? So the Kudar said, that's not a Kasha, he's found in the Torah already. Hashem decided to destroy people before the Mabel. The Pasuk says Hashem regretted, so to speak, having made people. And uh, there already Chazal asked uh, that when Hashem regrets something, Hashem knows the future, Hashem doesn't make mistakes. So what does it mean by Yinachim Hashem? And Chazal's answer is not going into the whole sugya of how they prove it. Basically, it doesn't mean that Hashem changed his mind from before. It means now Hashem decided to do different things. Until now he had wanted to be two people, and now Hashem changed his mind. At this stage he doesn't want people, he's going to destroy the people. But it doesn't mean that Lechatchila, that was a mistake, you know, Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, now regrets having ever, having ever wanted to make people. And the way the Chazal, in the Medrash and Surim in Rashi, they explain this point, is the Gemara says that a certain Kaifer asked the Shavim Karcha on this, on this Pasuk, 
Hashem changed his mind. He says he regretted making people. And the Mashmalas of regret is that I, I'm sorry now for what I did in the past. So, Yishev and Karachasim, have you ever had a child? How would you respond? So, the child will be happy. And what happens if the child later on dies? The child dies, it'll be sad. So, the sadness that the person feels if he loses a child, means that he was wrong to ever be happy? No. At a time when the, the right way to feel was happy was right. And now something changes. So now the way a person feels changes as well. It doesn't mean that I was, I was wrong to have felt happy before. And that's what the Shabbat Shalom explains the concept of the Pasuk as well. It doesn't mean that Shem regretted what he did beforehand. He changed. Until now he had, he had decided that he wanted people to exist in the world. And now because of the level that people had sunk to, now he changed his mind, and now he decided he wants to destroy people. There's no level of the Kiddush of him changing his mind. And therefore, the same with the Khurban. When the Khurban Baruch says, Oili ki khafti is spicy, it doesn't mean Hashem regretted it, or what a pity it did the Khurban. The, the Khurban was necessary, and for whatever reason, the Khurban Baruch had to bring the Khurban. But, nevertheless, how does Hashem feel about the Khurban? He says, this is an expression of Tzai. This isn't the way the world is meant to be. An expression of Tzai doesn't mean necessarily, I would do it differently. An expression of tzara means, even if I understand this is what's proper, and this is what it needs to be, but it wasn't what the Khadkhila person would have wanted. Okay, so we don't have a difference here also, but Hazal said it's not a question on um, understanding. Now, that's on Hazal's, or Mayhem, there are those expressions of Hazal. They sometimes give the Torah things which are, are a marshal, and they come into it it's through the marshal. Explain to us secrets of Chachmah, which uh, they didn't want to reveal. Because most people wouldn't appreciate them. And therefore, they wrote them in a marshal that only a few select people would be able to understand and interpret the marshal. If there were a person who is able to understand, so then he'll be able to decipher what Chazal was trying to say. And for everybody else, they would be able to decide what Chazal was trying to say. And that's what Chazal wanted. They didn't want to reveal uh, secrets of Torah to the masses. And therefore, it says that there could even be Echad Badar or So it could be only one person in the generation who's able to understand what Chazal wanted. But that was enough. And this point, again, the Ramchal elaborates on his memory on how about this. And he says like this. He says Chazal had a problem. Because on the one hand, they wanted to transmit the, 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 the Torah knowledge that they had. Of future generations should get lost. On the other hand, the, they were afraid that, especially if you're talking about things of specific depth or things which are uh, related to Kabbalah or whatever it might be, so they don't want it to become something which now becomes like an open book which everybody can read and misinterpret or misuse. And therefore, how is all going to convey concepts to us which I want us to know, but at the same time, not in a way which is now open, accessible, so to speak, for people who don't understand it properly or are going to misuse it. And uh, the way Chazal did it, what they themselves are going to do, is the Gemara says in Chakiki, the Mishnah says, that if you answer the Gale, Master Recover, which is the way she runs the world, which is basically the system of the works, we answer the Gale even to a Talmud who is able to understand, and what? We give him enough hints, so to speak, that he can be made in the diet. He can understand, put the pieces together himself and understand. And that's even if we're talking about instructing an individual. Uh, it's, it's not meant to be taught 
open is going to be something which you give enough information the person can understand on his own if he's right to understand and if he's not right to understand then he won't and then we're, we're safe in that way because we're not going to uh, teach a person or reveal to a person what he's not meant to know and therefore the same thing when they're going to now and record uh, in the Tanakh or in the Zayah or whichever the Midrash is going to be so they want these Yisaitis to be transmitted, but on the other hand, it's, it's written in a way which most people won't understand, and therefore aren't able to misuse. And therefore, for most people, they see that there was a Chazal thing, what in the world are Chazal talking about? It makes no sense. It's understood. It's because for most people, they aren't meant to understand what Chazal was saying. Which was really the way the Zohar was given. Even though they had the Zohar before there is all two. Uh, the others who had it as well. The people didn't understand it. They didn't understand it, they didn't understand what the Zohar was talking about, they didn't understand what he meant. The Arizal didn't come to Mechadish Kabbalah as much as he came to give us the key to understanding the Zohar. As he explained the system of how, what the Zohar works with, and that it's possible to understand it. But uh, without that, even though the book it doesn't make any sense, it doesn't understand the, so to speak, the language Chazal are using, what they're trying to hide. And then we said you can't ask questions in Chazal on stories like that or Midrashim like that because it was specifically written in a way which wasn't meant to be understood. And sometimes they say things which seem to us to be Shaker, not can't possibly be, but if you swear in Yonah, you might If a person thinks about it a little bit, they don't understand what they were trying to say. In other words, taking it at face value, it doesn't seem that that's a chat, but if a person doesn't just take it at face value, he tries to understand what the point the Chazal was trying to convey, then it makes sense. And he gives an example. And the Gemara says, There were seven things which were created before she created the world. Do we know? Ganadan and the Torah, and the Shabbos of Tadikim, and the Kansakai Yisrael, the Kesia Kovit, and the Shabbos of Bashiach, and Yerushalayim. So the tea brings the difference as far as the change on the two of them. Some of the and Gehinim as well. Now, in other words, they didn't mean to say that the physical uh, person, Mashiach, was created before the world. That would, seem, that would be impossible. Uh, he's been alive before the Mauritian. And uh, similarly, the base of Migdash, Yishinayim, wasn't created before the world was created. It's a place. So if people would take Chazal literally and say seven things were created before the world, Yishinayim, what does it mean to mean? It can't possibly be. Yishinayim is a place in the world. Elawat. What it means created for the world is like Seba Chavis, the Tsaif which means that these concepts were created before the world was created, but they were only brought into a physical uh, form, of course, when the, when the world got to that stage. But the idea is these, aren't, these weren't later additions Hashem Kilo added to the world. These were the concepts which were around before the world, which Hashem had in mind when He created the world. And therefore, when, when there was a concept of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's was expressed in the creation, what we mean is HaTorah of HaChachma We mean the Torah And if the Torah is created before the world that's, the Torah is the expression of Hashem's Chachma which means, uh, obviously we understand that Hashem had a plan for creating the world That plan we call the Torah And uh, the, the fact that people should be able to understand that plan which was the reason Hashem created people that's the Tadikim and they say I'm a Tadikim so therefore there was a reason for People to exist, to dig him to exist before the world too. By name Kisya covered, and Zol Kisya covered. But to dig him by Emes Lo Yiu, Kim Me'askul of Him Bale Das Amitis. Because that is what is in the game. And as the Tadikim, Hashem intended as the ones who created the world for are only for Kali Yisrael. 
Hashem wasn't interested in it. There wasn't a reason to create the world. And therefore we've said that Hashem had in mind that Tzadikim, when he created the world, he means that Tzadikim of Israel. And therefore, what was the place where Kodesh Baruch intended that this is going to be the the, the setting for for these Tzadikim to be at Yishalayim? The one who will bring them together when he calls the Choshev Shavuot is Mashiach and therefore all these points were part of Hashem's plan before the world was created part of Hashem's plan was that there should be people who understand this Chachmah people who understand the Tzadikim there will be the place for those people to be with people in the Shalayim there will be the reward for them which is going to happen and that is and there will be Mashiach who will gather them together and the question is why is that something which existed before the world. Uh, you only Mashiach to gather everyone together once everyone's been scattered. And Kaish only got scattered because of the goddess. The goddess wasn't a precondition to the world. And in that case, the fact that there's going to be a Mashiach who's going to gather them, this should have been a, a response to the circumstance that Kaish should have been scattered in goddess. So now we need a Mashiach. The Kaish had all been in El-Sisrael, in Shalayim, like it says, the way they were meant to be, so then the what's the place, what's the necessity for Mashiach in the original plan of Hashem? So because of that question, the Amr Fashim explained what he means with Mashiach's job will be the Chabrim. He's not talking about Ta'isra. He's talking about everybody in the world. And that is that Hashem creates the world for the best time, it is for Tzadikim. But there's also the intention in the future and that is that the entire world will turn to serve Hashem. Which is impossible. In the future, I will turn all the Kola Amim with one language to the Kurat Nam Hashem. Right. It doesn't mean they're going to be Jews. It means I recognize Hashem. And now, and this is the Chiddush which the Kazari adds. That's brought in the Psukim. Everyone recognizes that. That's a broad psukim. But here, the Kazari adds a chiddush which we don't find in other Rishonim. And that is, that's Mashiach's job. Mashiach's job is to convert the world. And that's a tremendous chiddush because the Rishonim don't learn like that. The Rambam, for example, talks to Mashiach. Mashiach's job is to gather Ka Israel and Ka Israel and maybe fight the battles of Hashem and reestablish us in the best and build the best of English. The idea that Mashiach is going to bring the whole world to serve Hashem is a Kiddush. Um, but the Kazari learns that, that not only is that Mashiach's job, but that was the reason why Hashem had him in mind before the creation of the world. And if we have to explain that, what would the logic in that be? So then this is something which is, this, this is a point we do find um, in a number of stories, and that is, there's two this is maybe a D point, something to think about for a moment. And they say that there was, there's, there, was, there, was two, there was two different uh, intentions Hashem had in mind when creating the world. The one is that that way the tzaddikim will deserve the Eidam 
because can is nothing, yeah? And that is that uh, this, this world is a means for the Sadiqim to earn the reward that she wants to give it. That was the one intention that we all know about, because Rokha created the world in order to uh, be to give people the opportunity to deserve the title he wants to give them. That's well known. But then there's a second fact in creating the world also. And that is, even though for the individual Tzadikim, or however many of the Tzadikim there are, that are going to deserve that reward, and therefore will get Elam Abba, that was a fact of Sabrim. But there's also the possibility that there will be Rishayim in this world. And there's also the possibility that there will be those, that the world will, there will be at least that percentage of the world, which won't accept uh, what Hashem wants them to accept, won't do what Hashem wants them to do, and will act differently than Hashem wants them to act. And if that's the case, it could be that in every door, so there's a tzaddikim who's going to deserve Adam Abba, which Hashem wants, but the world as a whole isn't doing what Hashem wants. And, the, and now because of that, there's another question Hashem has. The world can't end like that. The world, even though theoretically for all the people tzaddikim, the world achieved its purpose. They, were, they went through the world, they became tzaddikim, they were Adam But the fact that the world as a whole, its, it's end point is a point where there's a significant part of it which is, that, which is doing the wrong thing. And if the world didn't achieve, didn't basically play out the way Hashem wanted it to play out, that itself is an impossibility. Why? Hashem creates the Khir and lets people be Kitsikum Rishayim. But, and this is the inside which we base it on, that everything in the world is created to give Khwachimayim. And therefore, one doesn't see Khwachimayim in the fact that Rishayim do things wrong. In the fact that the world has become corrupted and very different to Hashem wanted to go to. And therefore, that's Mikhayev. That at the end, the world itself will have to come to the stage and wanted it to come to. Now, it's not just the individuals who tzaddikim and deserve Adam Abraham, but there has to be a stage where this world itself gets to the point where that was originally Hashem's plan. In other words, it might have journeyed throughout 6,000 years of history, might have been completely off course where Hashem wanted it to get to, but at least at the end, it has to come back to where Hashem wanted it to be. And then the key to the closing scene has to be this is the way the world is going to be. And therefore, that's the chayyim that there's going to be a, a a change which will bring everything back to serve Hashem the way And we said in the future, the the we talk about many different psukim, the entire world will come to to to, to recognize Hashem. And therefore, the, there will be those Hashem will be destroyed. And that also brings Hashem. Hashem will get destroyed. So, by witnessing their punishment. So that will be the Kodesh Shemayim that they refinish for being Rishayim. But whoever didn't get destroyed like the Rishayim, whoever still are in life is going to come to serve Hashem. And therefore, there has to be the, the, the factor which is going to make that happen. Now, as if you're creating a world, Hashem is creating a world which has, so to speak, the switch, that the world's going to sometimes turn around and everyone's going to come to serve Hashem. So Hashem has to merosh plan that factor. And that is that before the world comes to its end, there's going to be what's the, the, the catalyst which will turn everyone back to being what Hashem wants them to, what Hashem wants them to be. And we talk about people, it's a factor which is going to influence people to come back to serve Hashem. Now, this is a Chiddush Gadim. Therefore, says of Kazari, that factor is Mashiach. Mashiach is going to be the one to bring everybody back to serve Hashem. And then he calls him a Choshev Sheva Brun, the most Choshev of Hashem's creations. Again, this is a Chiddush. If we're going to rank the all-time greats of Ta'i Israel, we don't put Mashiach at the top. For example, the Rambam. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu was greater. Mashiach will be Korim the Moshe. Right? Then why does the Rambam know that? Because the Torah says, that below come Novi Hoytka Moshe. There will never be another Novi like Moshe. And therefore we can't, if it never means never. 
So, so even Mashiach won't be as great as Moshe and Nuba. What does the Rav mean? Not as great as. What does the Rav mean? Not as great as Moshe. There's no Nevoah B'chlal anymore. Even when Mashiach comes, he will be a Navi. He'll be a Navi for sure. Yeah, how is he going to achieve the level of Nevoah? He'll achieve the level of Nevoah. That's uh, the unfortunate of the Pasuk. But the Pasuk says that Hashem will, and not only will he be Nevoah, there'll be lots of Nevoah. There'll be nothing to do. Levi Meyer could work on himself now and then when Mashiach comes. But Hashem, even today, when Mashiach comes, they'll be able to get to the devil, they'll be living. Not only that, another possible. Another possible, even your children will become living. So there will be Nebuah, and Mashiach will be a Novi, second only to Moshe says Rambam. Now, but the Kuzaridos of Mashiach, he calls him a Choshim Shabbat He's the most Hashem of the Bible. It makes sense to be the Khazaris were looking at it, because the Khazar is giving Mashiach a job to do which nobody's ever done. In other words, if Mashiach is there to, like the Ramam notes, to bring Ta'in Shul back, and bring us to Eretz Yisrael, and bring us to the Torah, Moshe already did that. Moshe took us out of Mitzrayim, and brought us to Torah, and, and so to speak, rolled us into Ta'in Yisrael, and led us. So Mashiach's repeating the same thing again. And therefore, he's, he's, he's repeating, so to speak, with Moshe Rishnida, he's second to Moshe. But if Mashiach's job is to bring the whole world to serve Hashem, no one's done this yet. Abraham may be started. He, he convinced a, certain, a significant amount of people to serve Hashem. But to bring the whole world to serve Hashem, no one's done it. And therefore, if you're giving this job to Mashiach, we have to call the Hashem Shabbat Now, this is all to explain the question that the Ghazari asked. And that is, or we asked the Ghazari, on the Gemara. And that is, if the point of the seven things Hashem created before the Bria were because these were factors which are needed in the Bria. So we understand. If there has to be a factor which is going to bring the Bria all to serve Hashem, so Meiraj, that is the plan. But if the point of Mashiach is just to gather clients from Godless, so why is that something which has to be before the Bria? There didn't have to be a Godless either. This is only because of the circumstances of Kaisal doing of errors and going to Godless, we now need a Mashiach to take us out of Godless. But if Kaisal hadn't gone to Godless, then we wouldn't have needed a Mashiach to bring us out of Godless. And if that's the case, if that's the case, so then why does it have to be a factor which is created before the world? If we don't like a So now let's just come to answer a question. If we don't not like him, why would, why would that Mashiach have to be something which Kilo is, is imperative even before the Bria? It's, it's uh, critical to the Bria. So, to see that, we have to explain differently. We have to explain differently. And that is, the concept of Shemesh Mashiach is the person who reaches Shemesh. Or the people, the one who's going to bring people to Shemesh. And if that's the case, then had the world not gone the way it went, the Mashiach's job wouldn't necessarily have to be to bring Ta'ishol back from God. Mashiach's job would have been to bring people to the Shemesh, which is the level she wanted to get to. And where am I coming from? Is such a concept? The Gemara. The Gemara says clearly, that there was a possibility that Cheskiyahu HaMelech could be Mashiach. Because uh, he brought the level, the whole Jewish nation to the level of Torah scholarship, which has never reached again. I shared the tremendous names of destroying the entire army of Sancheirev at the Gate of Shalim, which would have been the Gog and Magog, and he could have been Mashiach. Now, had that happened, where was Kibbutz Godias? Where was the, all the other things which Mashiach? It was a stage that we didn't have to either, it was already built. And what the idea of being Mashiach is he would have brought people to the Shlemus, the people are meant to get to. Uh, and that's, that was a plan before the world was created. 
not necessarily what the, the situation we're in now, but the fact that people need to uh, be able to reach the shlemus a person can reach. There would have been Mashiach's child, then whoever the Mashiach would have been, and whatever stage it would have been, would have been the one to bring that about. So, so that's the. So what is the Chaz? Why is the Chazal bring this? He says there's some things Chazal say which look like Shaykh, okay? Because you're taking it literally. And it's only when a person understands Chazal trying to say a message, not just take, be taken literally, to understand what they're saying, you're not going to make a mistake. Ten things were created in the Ben Hashemoshes in the Mishnah Begavas. Right, just before Shabbos came in, it was twilight, so it was still the six days of creation, but uh, not in Shabbos. And it says, Pia Oritz, Pia Ver, Pia Asan, the mouth of the donkey, the mouth of the bear we cut off into, that's the Pia Oritz, the Pia Ver of Miriam as well. And what's the, so what does it mean? That the donkey, which later on Bidim is going to ride, was around since my separations. So it's like a uh, two and a half thousand year old donkey when you got to. Doesn't really make sense. Uh, so Elohat, he said the same thing. It doesn't mean that physically Hashem created that donkey, and the donkey was the same donkey which was the one donkey in the table, and the same donkey was wandering around for two thousand years until eventually ended up by Bilam to speak. The donkey that Bilam rode was a donkey which is a, was born then. It wasn't a. It was in Pia Bear. It doesn't mean that donkey's mouth. It means the concept that a donkey can speak. Hashem decided that in, during the course of the world history, there's going to need to be a time when a donkey needs to speak. So I'm creating the Kaya already now. The concept of a donkey can speak, the concept of water can come out of a rock. Again, the rock needs to be created in the water, but the concept needs to be created. In that case, it's not a steer. Hashem, Hashem's plan that there will be this possibility when it's necessary in the Bria. And then when, it, when the time or when the situation arose, where it was necessary, it wasn't a new creation. It was using a concept which had already been, so to speak, built into the, the brim. And why do you need that? I don't know. And that is that the way Hashem creates the world, and that is that, like the Apostle says in Gaius, everything works for the pattern, the pattern repeats itself the whole time. There's a certain cycle, there's a certain regulus, a normal way the world works, and things don't go out of that. And in that normal way the world works. Water doesn't flow from rocks, and donkeys don't speak, and the ground doesn't open up to swallow people. These things aren't part of the way Hashem made the world run. And therefore he says, back, the third setting us over here is that Hashem made the, the possibility that these options could happen. That was already built into the prayer. Why did it have to be built in the rush? Because as we know, Ankel Hashemesh. And therefore there isn't going to be something completely new which didn't have its, uh, a kayak already existing from the time of Messi Elohat, there's a, the, again, quite in the Lashon Rishayim, the difference between Nisim, when they happen, such as when the donkey spoke, and the, the regular Mahalach of how things happen in the world, is one shows a Ritzon Hashem, which is a constant Ritzon Hashem, and one shows a constant Ritzon Hashem. So the way things normally work, that's the ongoing Ritzon Hashem. And one shows Ritzon Hashem, which isn't the constant Ritzon Hashem, but there was, a, there was an occasion when Hashem wanted it to happen, and that's what happens. But that also can't, can't be built later. Hashem didn't recreate things later. And therefore, for the potential of this to happen has, has to have had to be there already for it. And therefore, again, it's not a Chazal which is saying something wrong. We understand that when Chazal says Hashem created these things, it means conceptually created these things, not practically. And when, therefore, when the circumstances were right, when he uses them, it was using a kayak which was already waiting to be used. So, that's the two examples he gives. There's one last point. Uh, which, as the last argument, 
which he gives as trying to explain Chazals, which others have a hard time explaining, but this was the next year.